Hello everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk About Feelings, the podcast. This is season two. Thank you so much for coming back. Thank you so much, Farewell Radio, for having me again. Um, we're in 2021. It's March now. We're still in a pandemic. But as humans do, we found a way to survive <laughs> through and around this crazy space in life that we're all currently in and yeah so this episode is going to be a recap episode just going to be talking about all the lessons that I feel like we've learned as a collective and also that I've personally learned um I think we've all somehow gotten closer <laughs> because everyone was kind of just having to be on the internet and on social media to connect because you know we all had to be socially distancing and quarantining and isolating and it's been hard it's been so so heavy for so long but we're not here to talk about the pandemic we're not here to talk about the pandemic it's so easy to like slip into in conversation but um yeah so basically i'm back in south africa um, for everyone who is listening, either from London, South Africa, or wherever you are in the world, actually, um, I'm back in South Africa. If you've listened to episode one of the podcast, I introduce myself and what I do. And so today, this is a continuation kind of, of of that and just what I've been through this past year. Um, at the beginning, this time, actually, this time last year, March last year, I literally had left for it'll I think it'll be like in three days I left on the 14th for London I left Johannesburg flew to London landed there on the 15th started drama school um got signed with my modeling agency started working had high hopes for everything was super excited hated the weather um but yeah lockdown had been announced I think maybe like a day afterwards and I literally had to find a place to stay like ASAP and um, I stayed with a friend of mine Karen that I'd met at drama school thank you so much I love her so much because she literally just like took me in and I stayed there for the for the entire duration of my stay in London which was up until December but literally as soon as lockdown happened in March, everything stopped. School stopped, work stopped, everything that I had been planning with my modeling agency stopped. And we kind of all just needed had to figure out what on earth we were going to do. And I had to do that in a foreign country, you know, with a new friend that I had just met that I was now living with and her family. Um... And obviously, you can imagine how shook I was, for lack of a better word. It was quite, quite intense. And I think it really, really just pulled out of me a courage and bravery that I didn't know I had. Because I was terrified. That was terrifying. But got through it and just kind of struggled through throughout that entire period from March to December to try and figure out what the hell to do. 
because no connections, no friends, nobody else that I knew really outside of the people I was staying with. And I was not at home, you know, it's a, it's a completely new environment. So much anxiety when you walk outside because, first of all, you don't know if you're walking on the wrong side of the road. You don't know, you know, because you're in a foreign country. And then on top of that, we have the anxiety from it being a pandemic and everyone being afraid to be around each other because you don't want to get sick. Just overall heaviness. <laughs> I think you get the picture. But basically, that's what was going on. And I think for me, the main issue that I like experienced or like the main thing I was finding really, really difficult was how bored I was. There was literally nothing to do. There was nothing to do. And it felt like I had to like I had to start creating, but there was almost like a waiting sense because I was waiting to go back to work or waiting to hear that, you know, the pandemic is over and we can leave. And everyone always also like kind of just expected it to be over in like three months and it wasn't or in like a week or something, you know, and it wasn't. And when you realize that you're actually waiting for something that's not going to come, that's when you have to start like realizing that, okay, now you are bored, but you have to do something about it. You need to figure out how to work in this. And um, I, I can't remember who I was talking to, but they said right now creatives are thriving because what we do is create. Like, I think most of the people that I see really just conquering and doing well and really prospering in this time are people that are creative, whether creative entrepreneurs or just creators in general, finding ways to work through this in and around this regardless of you know how difficult it is because we kind of are always going through that we're always in a space where we're looking for work we're always in a space where we're hustling we're always in a space where you know it's do or die we need to pay bills we need to do this we need to do that so as much as it's gotten harder yes 100 percent. i think that we're doing really really well just you know shout out to us let's look at these notes so i moved further into my creativity to just help me feel sane again because I started feeling like I was going crazy because I didn't know I had no bearings and I didn't get an opportunity to find my bearings or find my feet you know and that was just just really quite chaotic yeah and so the the main lessons that I'd learned from last year there were two main lessons. The first one was to release control. I think that's the main thing that the pandemic really taught me. And I think being a creative, I've had to be in control of everything about myself and about my career since I started. And that was really difficult to do because as an actress and as a model, I had to plan what I was going to go and do. Like, you don't just up and leave to another country without knowing what on earth you're going to go do there or where you're going to start or where you're going to stay or where you're going to study or where you're going to work or you know you need to have everything in control and I had this I had that and I had the dream for myself I had a vision of how things were supposed to go and I had a vision of what this year was supposed to mean for me and I had such big big plans for 2020 and Literally none of them, none of that came to 
fruition. None of that came to fruition. And I think that was a big loss. That's what it felt like to me. It felt like a big loss. And it felt like I had failed what I wanted to go and do. I had failed my mission. And like I didn't see a reason for myself to stay there. There were so, just so many emotions going through my mind, you know. Like, I'm here now and all I can do is hustle. And so I continued to hustle, but I was really, really heartbroken. And just continuing to try and hold on to that dream, like, just caused me more pain, essentially. And just, I, I think it was a story. I don't remember what story it was, but there's a story about um a guy like holding onto a rope or maybe it's like a meme from Instagram. You know, we get so many like so many like sources of stimulus <laughs> constantly all around us that we don't know where these things are coming from. But basically in my mind right now what it felt like was when I was holding on to like something, like holding onto a rock or holding onto a rope and I'm holding onto it for like dear life because this is what I want but it's like being pulled out of my hand and it's hurting me and my hand is bleeding and I'm in pain because I'm being so rigid with this thing that I'm holding onto that I don't want to let go of and if I could just release it and let it go my hand would heal I would be able to hold onto something else something more you know what I mean and yeah, so that's 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 what 2020 felt like for me. It felt like a year of release. It felt like a year of learning to be fluid, to be like water. That's lesson number two. I was watching a lot of like Bruce Lee videos on YouTube. I don't know how. And like Tai Chi videos. And is it Dao De Jing? Yeah. Videos. And... They were just telling me literally to be like water. And it was just something I guess I needed to hear because I'm I'm the type of person who likes to micromanage things. Because I'm also, just for me personally, I'm like a firstborn daughter. Mom, deputy mom, essentially. And I've always just been in charge of everything and putting things in order and making things happen. And, you know, so micromanaging is my spillion. That's my, that's what I'm about. And <laughs> this new world and this new experience and this new just completely changed how I thought. And now I've just literally begun to allow things to happen. Not necessarily just allowing things to happen to me. I still try to have direction in the things that I do, obviously, and, you know, move with purpose but when you see that things are not going a certain way, kind of just allow life to take you down the path that it's trying to take you down versus trying to carve the path yourself. <laughs> Although that's kind of contradictory to what we've been taught because we've always been taught to be trailbla trailblazers, you know? And that's what we we thrive on as creatives. But there needs to kind of be a balance or there definitely needed to be a balance in my personal life and in my in my career as well, obviously. And I think just, you know, my creator brought that into 
my path for a reason. And so, that is what happened. That is how I spent my 2020. Is learning how to let go. Learning how to release. Learning how to be water. And flow. Go with the flow of life. Allowing myself to 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 move with changes allowing changes to happen and and not stop being so rigid you know yeah it was very hard guys so i'm i'm, I'm saying all of this very whimsically but i literally was crying every night <laughs> but i am however really really grateful for how the pandemic just brought out in me things that i Things that I always knew I had, but it gave me time. It gave me a lot of time to just try those things and to make them happen and to make them real and see what would happen, you know. Um, um, I, and I speak about this, especially with regards to hashtag 30 days of editorials, which I did. I'm so proud of that project, honestly. Basically, it was like I, I'd seen so many editorials on Instagram and in magazines and all of that. And I really just missed modeling. I missed creating beautiful visuals. Like missed, I missed work, basically. But I've always been good at doing makeup, always been good at photography. Kind of have always also just been someone who makes a plan. So production is kind of, you know, in my ballpark as well. And so I decided to just recreate editorials that I loved in my room. And... I made it into a hashtag and asked people to join me and it just grew so much. Like so many people in Johannesburg um, and South Africa were taking part in it and the world actually, all over the world. People, so many people are taking part of it and it just made me so happy. And for me, I, I was doing it to try and hold myself accountable to like not just wallow in sadness, but to get up and do something every day and do something that will make me happy. And that was really like a saving grace for me for a few of the weeks in June. Because um, I, I don't think, I, I definitely didn't finish. I think I did it for like two weeks and then work started. Because we started to figure out how to work while being coronavirus safe, I guess. And that journey just did so much for me. Like, doing that challenge did so much for me. It just brought me so much joy. It brought me so much peace. It gave me, like, a sense of accomplishment and fulfillment in a time where I really honestly had nothing. You know, except for the support of the people around me, except for the love and support of my family from a distance remotely. <laughs> I really didn't have anything, and... Being able to create something for myself out of nothing was so reassuring. Reassuring in my abilities and my capabilities and in myself. And seeing what I created just made me so, so extremely happy, you know. And um, the cover for season two for our podcast is actually one of my editorials. If you want to see them, please check out the hashtag um, 30 Days of Editorials on instagram and twitter and yeah just scroll down my instagram page and you can see all of mine but yeah i think it was just a year of losing things <laughs> and a year of gaining completely different things and that was really hard but i think strength comes from that if any of you are like believers i think for me personally that was the year of being like put 
into the oven if you're okay so if you are in the potter's hand and you are a clay pot or cup or bowl whatever you are you're a clay object that is being made by your creator it's really it feels good to be formed it feels good to be made beautiful it feels good to be you know created and molded and shaped that all feels good so life was really really dope starting you know and coming up just before this year and this was the year where my creator put me into the oven to harden me to strengthen me to fortify me to make sure that nothing will break me after this you know and I feel like I definitely have come out stronger and more fortified and I'm ready to be beautified now, you know, because now it's, it comes time for the painting, comes time for the, you know, you know what I mean? So um, I, I was extremely, extremely happy. I really, really also ex- like explored my spirituality a lot more because I felt like I needed to because I've, I, there was nothing else for me that made sense. And I think that spirituality is an extremely important thing in the lives of creators as well. And I don't, I don't know if we talk about it enough. For me, being a Christian creative is just, it's like, Lord, where, where are you taking me? But yes, it feels very, very good to be out of the oven. It feels good to not be in pain anymore because it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Being hardened hurts. Being toasted (laughs) alive, being burnt alive, being in the refiner's fire, it hurts. It really, really hurts. Um, But we're here now. We're here now. Okay. Um, I've also been reading this book called Women Who Run With Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. And I just want to recommend it to literally everyone, whether you're male or female. If you care like about relationships and the women in your life and yourself and um, trying to understand the people that you you love and trying to understand yourself and the things that you think and the way that you work as a human being, I would really recommend this book. I would really, really recommend this book. Um... Maybe I should like read the blurb for you guys. I think I'll do that at the end of the um at the end of the podcast. But basically the reason I mentioned it was one of the topics that um kind of just ring out through throughout the entire book actually is the cycle of life, death and life in human beings. And this book kind of also helped me understand that death can mean just the release of something or the ending of something. It helped me understand the ending of this dream I used to have for myself. And it's not necessarily like the the, the ending of the dream completely. Like I never want to do that again. It was kind of an ending of how I thought it was going to happen. You know, because I think I was also very naive in my hopes. Um... <laughs> And very optimistic in the way that I thought things were going to go. But after every death, there is life. 
and death makes makes room for life and life makes room for death and they are all you know cyclical and part of each other so yeah trying to cope with all of this that i was going through during the pandemic that led me down a lot of different paths because i also was experiencing a lot of things all simultaneously i was dealing with like probably one of the worst heartbreaks i'd ever felt it was a romantic heartbreak (laughs) that was that was a big part of it and i think obviously it was a lot of things combined so i might have not just been even crying about the person but um crying about everything that was happening just as a release almost and being in so much pain is not good for your mental health. Not knowing how to express it is not good. I also, well, I also didn't have like my usual support system around me. But then life happened again. Um, December, I came home. And it took me an extremely long time to get back to myself or to feel like myself again. Even now, I still feel like I'm kind of finding myself again i still feel like i'm putting the little lego blocks back together to build myself again because there's just so many things that i feel like i not necessarily lost but like so many things about me changed because of being there and being in that situation by myself and i've never really talked about it fully with anyone and I think it's probably easy to do it now because I'm literally speaking (laughs) to everyone but to no one and to myself at the same time but yeah like oof it's been hard the first few days I came home um there's there was just so much that had changed there was so much that had changed in my family there was so much that had changed in the home. Like, they had painted things. They put new curtains up. They, you know, a lot of things had changed. My my dad was growing stuff in the garden, you know. And I felt a little bit out of place in that regard. And that's already... It just feels like I'm... Like, I've been a constant traveler. And every time that I start to kind of settle down, then I'm, like, uprooted again. Which is very difficult for me as a Cancerian, I must say, because I'm an extreme homebody. And, like, not having a home, it's a little bit, it's a little bit tough there on ya. But, yeah, I've been working on it. I've been working on myself. I've been making an effort to grow my relationships with the people that are around me, to re-solidify my support systems that are in South Africa. And to connect with my family again, connect with my friends again, find my feet again, start working here again, and just moving in a way that is holistically healthy to me. Um, creating routine that is extremely helpful. Self care things like lighting candles, making sure you're drinking your water, waking up and going, you know, to like work out outside or work out at the gym, going for a run, like things like that really, really, really help. They just, your body needs it. Your body needs it. Your mind needs it. Eating well as well. Like it's, it's little 
things that people keep on saying and self-love is a trend but it works <laughs> it works and it's so important to also just create an environment for yourself where you can be at peace like warm lighting in your room making it smell nice making it like neat and keeping it neat or keeping it in a way that you're comfortable making sure you have like you know a nice comfortable place to sleep like creating a nest for yourself almost like taking care of yourself that's really um like that's really nurtured me back to my sanity <laughs> and back to myself and back to peace and back to joy you know and calm and I'm extremely grateful for that. I'm extremely grateful to be able to do that and to be able to notice. So yeah, that has been my journey this year. That's been my 2020 up until now. 2020 and part of 2021. Um, I just really wanted to share those with you and just catch you up to where I am mentally. So that as we move on and with the new people that we'll be speaking to on the show, you guys kind of get where I'm coming from and why i'm asking the questions i'm asking and you know trying to connect with creatives in that way to see and feel and realize how much more connected we are to each other because we really are i think we've all kind of been going through the same thing it's been like a year of just like lessons and reflection and quiet and calm and peace and a lot of just almost like how do you say, you know, when like you have to face things and you're forced to do it and you can't hide from it anymore or run from it anymore. That's what it's been. I think that's what the, this year has been. And especially for those people who've been blessed enough to be able to still have homes and still have jobs and means of income and, you know, all of those things. So, yes, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. It's just me chatting it up, really. <laughs> about myself <laughs> but um I hope you related in some way and I think that we are just going to get better and we're just going to get stronger and we have to always remember to go back to ourselves to go back to looking for peace within ourselves because you can't pour from an empty cup you can't you need to take care of yourself in order to take care of everyone else and that is a very very big lesson that I learned and I hope that, you know, you can get some gems from my story. Um, in the next episode, we're going to be talking to an amazing young animator from South Africa who's doing such cool work and who's really, really flying the South African flag high in the animation space. Um, so that's going to be really exciting. I hope you guys tune in and thank you so much for listening today. Have yourself a beautiful day and I'll catch you next episode.